standard.tv slash Rene Ritchie. My new store is live and the first merch drop is about to happen. I'm so excited, but more on that in a hot minute. The original iPad mini was never something Steve Jobs wanted. When tiny Android tablets started coming out, Steve snarked that you'd have to file down your fingers just to use them. I've talked about similar stories before. Hit subscribe so you don't miss any of them. So Eddie Q, Senior Vice President of Internet Services, read an article about all the reasons a smaller iPad made the same kind of sense. He picked up one of the Android half tabs himself, came to the same opinion, and then convinced Steve to do it. That, by the way, is one of the biggest differences between Steve Jobs and almost everyone who tries to be the next Steve Jobs. He hired smart, capable people, and then, more times than none, he actually listened to them. That's how Apple got the iPhone and not the Fire Phone. But this isn't about Steve Jobs. I'm Rene Ritchie, and this is about the iPad mini and where it goes next. No one wants to watch video on an iPod. Then Apple ships a video iPod. No one reads books anymore. Then comes iBooks. You'd have to shave your fingers down to use a tiny tablet. Hey, we need to ship a tiny tablet, like now. And it wasn't just the kind of whiplash that comes from going zero to 60 in a ludicrous mode launch. It's the kind of whiplash that comes from going minus 60 to 60. But luckily, in this case, Apple's iOS frameworks team discovered that they could shrink the existing 132 PPI, 9.7 inch iPad interface down to the iPhone's 163 PPI, and it would fit a 7.9 inch display with tap targets that were every bit as usable, especially with the shorter throw of a smaller screen. It wasn't the result of any master plan. It was just the kind of good solid luck that comes from having made good solid choices in the past. Because, if the team had had to come up with yet another version of the interface, they wouldn't have made their deadline and wouldn't have pleased developers who'd have to then scramble to make yet another version of their apps. And that deadline also included the new industrial design language Johnny Ives and his team had been working on for future iPads with slimmer bezels along the side and the new lightning port that was gonna debut with the iPhone 5 and then move on to every iOS device that came after. At the time, the iPad mini was the fastest product turnaround Apple had ever done. And when it launched in October of 2012, it was a hit. But design language aside, it was almost always a step behind. It took until 2013 to get the retina display of the 2012 regular sized iPads. In 2014, it kept up with Touch ID, but it took until 2015 to get the A8 chipset and laminated display the regular sized iPads got the year before. And when the regular size 9.7 inch iPad went pro in March of 2016, the iPad mini did not. It didn't even get updated, not in 2017 when the pro went pro motion and not in 2018 when the pro got its all new all screen redesign. Not until March 2019 when, along with the newly resurrected iPad Air, it finally got bumped to an A12 Bionic chipset, got support for Apple's first gen pencil, though, unlike the Air, without a smart keyboard to go with it. And that's where the iPad mini fifth generation sits now, just a step ahead of the iPod Touch in the same design you love, new internal so you can keep loving it just a little bit longer track. Back in March, supply chain exfiltrator extraordinaire Guo Mingqi reported that Apple was planning to update the 7.9 inch iPad mini with a mini LED display sometime in 2020, along with a literal leak ton of other Macs and iPads. Mini LED is basically a technology that takes a traditional backlights, the ones used for LCD, and replaces them with pixel level backlights for better local dimming. In other words, it's a way to try and get some of the deeper blacks and higher contrast levels 
of OLED, but without all the drawbacks that also come with OLED. Then, plot twist, just this month, Guo added that Apple would launch a new 10.8-inch iPad by the end of 2020, and an 8.5 to 9-inch iPad sometime in the first half of 2021. That first one is suspected to be a new iPad Air, which, if you want a video about that, let me know in the comments below. The second one is suspected to be a new iPad mini, either with a bigger display or smaller bezels. Or yeah, why can't it be both? Now, it may seem like the gap the original iPad mini filled so well has narrowed considerably over the years. I mean, when the mini first launched, the iPhone had just gone four inches, but in short order, Apple took it to 4.7 and 5.5 inches for the plus. Now, 6.5 inches for the max, and rumor has it the iPhone 12 might just max it out to 6.7 inches. So Apple could do what they did with the 12.9-inch iPad Pro and Thanos snap off half the bezels, keeping the same screen size but making the overall casing size smaller and more portable. That matches up with Guo's March rumors, but it also seems to hit up against the ever-growing iPhones even harder. Sure, the iPad mini is different. The aspect ratio is different. Where modern iPhones are slightly wider than 2x1, the iPad is still 4x3, so the pages of books and comics better fit the screen, side-by-side -side apps are useful in portrait, and the keyboard doesn't blot out the screen in landscape. But still, the market for that might be shrinking faster even than bezels. Instead, Apple could do what they did with the 11-inch iPad Pro. Still Thanos snap half the bezels, but do it by keeping the same casing size and increasing the screen size. That matches up with Guo's May rumors, even if it effectively makes the iPad mini not quite so mini anymore. Now, there's no word on whether or not the iPad mini will actually get the new iPad Pro design language. Apple can reduce the bezels either way, though obviously keeping Touch ID instead of moving to Face ID limits the amount of vertical bezel that can be removed. That's unless Apple goes with a side button mounted or under display touch ID, but there's no indication of that happening yet either. Personally, I'd love a full on iPad mini pro. The squared off design is just such retro future fire and the magnetic inductive Apple Pencil 2 is a huge improvement over the port plugging original. With that design language, even a slightly bigger iPad mini would still seem small and light, basically the digital field notes of my dreams. Especially if it came with the same LiDAR scanner and USB-C port as the current iPad Pro. Even if I have a feeling Apple's gonna stick to a more traditional camera and, yeah, lightning port. I'd also straight up love it if Apple would give it a smart connector and figure out a way to make a functional smart keyboard, if not a full-on magic keyboard for it as well. I know, I know, Apple is culturally incapable of making cramped keyboards. It's why they never made a netbook. It's why the MacBooks hard stop the 12 inches and the 11 inch magic keyboard can already seem like an inch too far. But I'm curious what Apple could come up with or how they could engineer around the size constraint. That said, there's also an argument to be made for Apple going in the exact opposite direction, not in terms of size, but in terms of feature set and price, an entry level iPad mini. Right now, the 10.2 inch iPad is less expensive than the iPad mini, 329 instead of 399. That's thanks to an older processor, the A10 instead of the A12, and a non-laminated display. What if there was an iPad mini with an older processor and non-laminated display as well? Something that could further push down the starting price. That would make for one hell of a gateway into Apple Arcade, Apple TV Plus, and everything the App Store has to offer. Better perhaps than the current bargain basement iPod Touch. Of course, it's also possible the market for either a super cheap small iPad and a pro read expensive small iPad 
just isn't there. And instead, the iPad mini will stay exactly where it is now, smack right in the middle, slowly getting the features that trickle down from the Pro line if and when it makes sense, but always staying at least a step or several behind. I'll get to my personal preferences in just a sec, but first, I just gotta tell you that my brand new store has just gone live, and we're getting ready for the very first drop. Standard.tv slash Rene Ritchie. And yeah, it's a mug, because coffee, but also because I really wanted it to be something practical, something useful, something that could bring comfort right now. Even if you choose to fill it with tea or hot chocolate instead, there's no wrong beverage here. And to make it even better, to make it even more tasty, anyone who gets the mug also gets a month of Nebula, absolutely free. Nebula is the utterly amazing new streaming video service I'm building with a group of like-minded, educationy creator friends. People like TechAlter, Real Science, Low Spec Gamer, Wendover, the guy from Half is Interesting who sounds exactly like Wendover, Ali Abdal, Real Life Lore, and many, many more. It's a place where we can try out new ideas without having to worry about the tyranny of the algorithm or being demonetized or just being told to stay in our niche down lane. I just did my very first Nebula original. It's part of the working title series where all of your favorite creators take all of their favorite television shows and tell you why they love them so much through the lens of their title sequences. Mine is all about one of my favorite shows, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's just something I could never post here on this channel, but fits perfectly on Nebula along with all my regular videos, videos just like this one, but without any ads or sponsorships at all. Also, special extended full-length versions of my podcast interviews, 45-minute chats with iJustine, Brian Tong, Walt Mossberg, and more. And because I'm launching the new store, if you head on over there right now and pre-order the first drop, the brand new mug, you'll also get a month of Nebula, absolutely free. Even if you already subscribe to Nebula, you'll get that free month tacked right onto your existing sub. Danner.tv slash Rene Ritchie. Biggest win-win in the history of histories. I'm calling it right now. And I'm also going to call the iPad mini. Mini LED and a larger display just doesn't sound entry level, even mid-range to me. But 8 inches is below the current 10-inch minimum for a smart keyboard and 11-inch minimum for a Magic Keyboard. So my best guess is we'll get something premium, but just still short of pro. Now, hit like. Hit subscribe if you haven't already, and ring the bell so you'll be notified when new shows go live and we can hang out and chat together in the comments. Then, hit up those comments and let me know. Do you even think Apple should update the iPad mini? And if you do, what would be the perfect new iPad mini for you? Thanks for watching and check out this playlist, this playlist for all my other previews. Just click and I'll see you next video.